you, Father, that we are oftentimes just awestruck and can only be silent in your presence because your presence is just overwhelming. We thank you, Father, that there is joy in your presence and we enjoy that. But we thank you also, Father, for the teaching element in your spirit. And we open ourselves to receive the word of God and understand you in a better way. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So I thought we'd talk today about the 24-7 ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit has a 24-7 ministry to the believer. And I think that's important for us to focus on because there are so many problems that come uh, in our lives and we sometimes feel we don't have answers or we're seeking answers uh, and there's nothing wrong with seeking answers we're supposed to do that and we're supposed to get those answers and, and be able to uh, come to a good solution or a resolution of it but I think the other thing too and it, it kind of struck me <clears throat> in the teaching that uh, we shared with you Todd White's teaching um, and that is so timely because we need to understand that if we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not about us, but it is about um, our relationship with God. Uh, God cares for us. It doesn't mean when he says it's not about you. It does not mean that you're not cared for. You don't count. You count tremendously. But you need to understand that there's a way for us to understand that and to live out of the benefit of it without having to be so concerned with other people, how they treat us. Uh, If we're getting what we need from people and be so people-oriented and tied up in people and get more understanding of what we have resident within us, that you have the 24-hour uh, seven-day-a-week ministry of the Holy Spirit to you totally. He's totally devoted to you and only you. So that you never need be concerned about some of the things that, that we get in fear of. I mean, some of the things that I see people do uh, to combat what they call loneliness when you're not alone. to In idleness and boredom and all of these things that we let uh, settle in on us and and the extraordinary lengths that people will go to to combat these and they're just momentary feelings. And if we would recognize and, and learn how to cooperate with the ministry of the Holy Spirit to us as individuals, we'd be a lot more content, a lot more productive. You'd feel like a Christian all the time, you know, <laughs> instead of like a hockey puck or a schmuck or, you know, whatever we think we feel like from time to time. You'd really feel like a child of God every day and on a regular basis. So I thought I'd pick up some some thoughts from from some of the things that he preached. You know, he was talking about how people come into the church and they've been hurt by the world or wounded by the world. And see, this gets to be an indictment against the church because we are, as the church, are not really the people who troubled you. You were troubled all your life. And so we bring those troubles into the kingdom. We allow those things to follow us into God's kingdom and hover over our lives and we never seek ministry from God for them but we tend to want to uh, more or less accuse people I would say I don't think you really are looking for anything from people uh, disgruntled people just go from one place to another never satisfied 
you know, if you watch them, they, they, their story's always the same. I went over here and they didn't let me do that or they didn't appreciate my gift or they thought I was too this or too that or they were always on my case about one thing or another. And see, what happens is you've allowed that old life to follow you and still try to dominate you now. And see, we don't know how to come out from under the dominion of the, the prince of darkness and get under the dominion of God's dear son. See, that's the only problem. And we'll never get it if we're trying to get it from people. You know, I've got nothing against relationships and good people and you can have good friends. But I'm telling you something, that when you're over here and somebody you know is over there or they don't have time for you or, or, or it's not convenient, you have resident within you the greatest friend that you'll ever have. And he wants to show you what a friend he can be, not just once in a while or not just when you feel low, but 24-7. He's your friend and he's there and he's available for you. The Holy Spirit will validate you like nobody else will. He will. And when you have a need in your life for friends with skin on, you understand, and we all have needs for that, then he will bring the right people to you who can minister to you to build you up and to edify you. And not to keep ministering to that, that old broken life that you used to live and keep feeding that and crippling you and fostering that. I can remember when, when I was a kid, you know, my mother had a way of, of, of comforting us, but she also had a way of strengthening us. And she knew when to, to, when to rebuke you, oh girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. Get on up and go to school, you know, and you went to school with half a fever or, you know, you wasn't feeling well. Well, mama, the last time I did this, you was nice to me. Now I'll get on up and go to school, you know, and, and, and you learned how to resist weakness. You knew how to resist infirmity. You learned how to resist things that would hinder you from being successful in life. And there, there's a time for personal comfort, personal ministry. You know, if you've had a great loss, we've had people here lost loved ones, relatives, family members, things of that nature. Of course, people will mourn with you during that time. But then there's also a time for strengthening, but there's a time also for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to you. Because he is there for you all the time, you know, because people get tired of that long face. You know, it's, uh, I'm tired of mine. I left the house and came to church so I didn't have to look at my long face for the rest of the day. You know, and so everybody's got their own needs. And we come together not for each other to meet our needs, but for God to meet our needs and sometimes through one another. You got me? So sometimes through the ministry of the body of Christ, through the Holy Spirit, God can meet needs. But the Holy Spirit in a greater way is there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to help you to do whatever is needed in your life. You're never alone. You're never without. You're never poor. You're never separated and, and cast down and all those things that we can feel from time to time. That's not you. Because the Holy Spirit has the answer for that and it's a real answer. It's not just words. You know? Yeah, you know, sometimes people will say, well, it's going to get better. Well, how do you know that? I mean, we tell each other kind of these I call them platitudes, you know, they're just no nice sayings to pet you and make you go away. That's what those words are for, to just give you a pat on the head and make you go away. 
you know, some people are experts at it. You know, there'll be a, a, a like a tension in the air or an anxiety, and they'll say something to kind of smooth it over. You know, where if that tension needs to be dealt with, sometimes you need to get the root of that and bring it up and then give the word and there's peace that settles over that and it's taken care of, you know. So those those little nice words aren't going to help the situation any. You know, that's the wrong type of ministry. It's kind of a soulish ministry. Uh, it's like the 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 cavity mom, you know. <laughs> you know, cavity moms, I, whatever. Give your kid a piece of candy and their teeth rot out, but you, you, you know, he's got a problem and everything is he just give him some candy, you know, make him go sit in the corner and give him some candy. And we don't have that kind of, the Holy Spirit is not that kind of minister to us. He's a minister that will help us and strengthen us. Because a lot of ministry that individuals do to one another will put holes in your teeth. That's what will make your mouth rot out. And be bad for you in the long run. It might feel good to your flesh for right now. You know, sometimes people get involved in churches and and they'll get attention for a while. Well, you can't live off man's attention. You got to pay bills. You need a job. You need God. You need to know him. You need to know when you go down somewhere to to fill up out papers, your paper's going to get at the top of the stack. That's what you need to know. And you'll only know that if you know God. you got to let the Holy Spirit minister these things to you and make them true to you. He will make you know the truth. See, that's his job. He's a convincer. So I thought I would write down, I wrote down some some uh, some of his attributes and, and some of the ways uh, that he ministers to us. Number one, he's a spirit of truth. John 14, 7. And more than anything... You need truth because in truth is wisdom and knowledge. And that's what we need. You don't need somebody to go do something for you or get you out of something. But you need to learn how to confront your own problems in wisdom and knowledge. So he's the spirit of truth. John fourteen seventeen. <clears throat> Amen. Hebrews ten twenty nine. He's the spirit of grace. Romans eight twenty seven. He's the spirit of supplication. Grace means that he lets you know that you're favored by God. He lets you know there's no problem here. That's what grace, it's, you know, you ever have something that comes up and you get nervous about it. And your mind starts going back and forth. What if, what should I, should I do this, should I do that? And the spirit of grace will just intervene and stop you and give you a peace about it. Did you hear what I said? You didn't get an answer. You got peace. Because your problem is not that you don't have an answer. Your problem is how you feel about what what you just heard. See, that's the real problem. And so God will give you peace and he will give you a settling like, I got this. It's taken care of. It's, see, that's the Holy Spirit giving that to you. You can't get it to yourself. Your neighbors can't get it to you. Pastor can't give it unless they speak by the unction of the Spirit. Now, the ministry of the Holy Spirit through individuals is totally different. And, and we need that from time to time. But I'm telling you, if you don't get a witness inside of you that that's for you, it's not going to work anyway. So if I give you my best prophecy or my best word of knowledge, if he doesn't witness inside of you and settle it for you, 
then it's no good to you. You got to throw it out. And so that's not that's not what you need right now. You know, some people give you, uh, you know, you really need vegetables, and they want to give you another cookie. And so you, when those vegetables are needed, the Holy Spirit knows you need those, and He provides those to us. And so if we will allow Him to bring these things to us, we'll start to be more confident in God. And when you have difficulties and you have problems that come up, you, you just can, can rest and you cannot be anxious and you cannot be easily moved or, or, you know, your voice get high and you start rattling off and, you know, a mile a minute. That kind of reaction. You won't have all of that because you'll have the Holy Spirit there to make the things of God real and make them known to you. So the Holy Spirit, Romans 8.27, he's the spirit of supplication. He prays for you and prays with you. As a spirit of supplication, he is able to pray with you and bring you inner peace as you relate to God. He is also the comforter. And we talked about that some, I think, the last time I was here about him giving us strong consolation in these things. And in times when we need uh, to, to have a sense that the future is going to be good, he can give that to us. Even though we haven't seen some of the things that we've asked God for, seen any evidence that they're coming, we can have that strong consolation. There will be something inside of you that's immovable. That tells you, you know, this is coming. God heard you. Don't, you don't have to get excited and nervous and anxious about anything. You don't have to move out ahead of God because you know it's coming. And so it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're comforted in that you're not anxious about something, but you don't have it yet either. So the Holy Spirit is not the great Santa Claus who's just going to dump everything on you. And, you know, the minute you scream, he's going to run and get something for you. But he will know how to repair the inside of you and, and make your, your, your soul come into line with the thoughts of your spirit man. He wants to align you with the spirit of Christ that lives in you. So all of these adjustments that he makes within us when, when we go through the difficulties of life, we come up with ideas that we, we think, oh, that's a wonderful idea. I think I'll put that into operation. You ever realize how many wonderful ideas you had for things that would make you a millionaire and you never follow through on any of them? Because he never prompted you to do those things. Huh? He knew you couldn't do it, and he wasn't going to even try to help you. Amen? And you... <laughs> And you weren't serious about it either. It was just a thought. Nothing wrong. We can't go to jail for what you think. Uh, unless it leads you to do something wrong. But we all get all kinds of ideas. And he said, look at that. She's just thinking again. Let's go lay down somewhere, you know. Eat you another fruit loop or whatever. He's the comforter. We said that. He also bears witness with our spirit. Romans eight sixteen. Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That we are children or sons of God. And this is important because he keeps us in line as children of God, as sons and daughters and heirs. He won't let us go off and do things that sons and daughters don't do. He won't let us operate in things that heirs don't operate in. 
See, that's why the Bible tells you to be anxious for nothing. Because heirs are never anxious. They know they have an inheritance. They know they have it coming. They can live in great discipline and great luxury at times from time to time. And they haven't even gotten their hands on anything. You know, they say uh, Prince Charles, who is um, the father of this boy that just got married, him and Kate and the the boy who, Will, Wells, yeah, him, Uh, his daddy, they say he's never carried money around ever in his life. Never carried money. So really for somebody who is an heir, for him not to take money around, it takes a lot of discipline. Wouldn't you think you know you have everything, but you don't have to put your hands on it to know what you have and to be secure in things? And that's the way God wants us to live here. You don't have to have everything right now in your bank account. You don't have to have have everything right now in your possession to know that it's yours, but it is yours and you have great peace about it. You know you have no lack. And so those are the things that we need the Holy Spirit to make real and manifest to us at all times. And that's why you don't have to, you don't get anxious about anything. Because you know your father has it. You know he's, he's got it for you. You know how to get it. Everybody knows how to straighten up and behave so that Papa can bless them. Uh I knew if mom, our dad didn't have a lot, but I know that if he did have something, I knew I could figure out how to get it from him. Huh? You just be cool. Huh? Daddy, look at what I did. Louise didn't do nothing. Shirley didn't do nothing. I did that. Huh? That's how you get stuff from daddy. Daddy, look at what I did. Huh? And you just be cool all the time. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing stupid. You know, if your parents look funny at some friends you bring home, you don't bring them home no more. Huh? <laughs> and pretty soon you'll be the kid whose whose name is on the, you're the final name on the, the piece of property. Because, you know, I just, look what I did, Daddy, I did that, I did that. Yeah, yeah make sure they know what you did. So he, he will do that, you know, and, and we are heirs and the Holy Spirit allows us to know. That we have great wealth. You have assurance as a wealthy person. You don't get upset about a bill that comes or uh, something else that comes. Now, God had to teach me this. You know, he had to calm me down a lot of times. Well, you know, uh, as I was growing in the things of God. You know, when I was a kid, uh, as I said, we didn't have a lot. And uh, I got used to panicking when when money was mentioned or bills or even going to the grocery store. You know, little small things like that. And so God had to teach me through giving actually because your test of how nervous you are will come when you have to let go of something. And let go of it to an invisible God that you believe he's up in heaven but you've never been there. You heard about people that have been there but that's not you. And so you have to believe with your whole heart that he's there. And the Holy Spirit is the one that ministers to you that reassurance. Sometimes you'll feel so peaceful you said, now I must be crazy not to be concerned about. Huh? I mean seriously. Uh, and you know you have to continue to live. You've got to spend more money. And then you have you don't have as much as you need, you think, and you see the need for more to go out. And so these things are very, very 
can be very damaging to us mentally. You know, your soul can go bonkers. You stay up all night long worrying about how to pay bills. But the Holy Spirit, see, he reassures you. That's when the comforter comes in because he'll peacefully give you a little, you know, simmer down. And then you have that assurance on the inside that, you know, well, I'll just go crazy another day. It's not going to be today. If I'm going crazy, it won't be today because I have too much peace on the inside of me for that to happen to me. Amen. He also is a performer. 1 Corinthians 2.14. He's a performer or he demonstrates the word of God. Only demonstrates the word of God. Romans 8.10, he is the spirit of life, and that is eternal life. Eternal life is manifest through the fruit of God's spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, self-control, faithfulness. The Bible says there's no law against those things. So the Holy Spirit wants us to be law-abiding in all things. So if you're going to live for God, you have to be a person that enjoys peace. You have to be a person who can be a loving person and respond in a loving way to life situations. You have to be a person who has good self-control. You can't be impulsive and hot-headed and somebody says something you don't like or you're on touchy. Everything somebody says you don't like. it. You got me? Looking for trouble, that kind of thing. And so you have to be that type of person. The Holy Spirit will feed you the fruit of the Spirit in times of distress. He'll feed you that fruit. That's his job. He'll just sit down and and peel you a grape. Peel you an orange, whatever you need. You thought you needed more money to feel secure. That was three years ago. You got the same amount of money almost now as you had then. and You ain't gone nowhere. He must have taken care of you some kind of way. He just peeled you a grape. Huh? Huh? Sat there and fed you that you thought you was going to. If I don't get it, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, God. If I don't get it by so and so, I'm going off on somebody. You ain't went off on nobody and you're still going to church and acting pretty much normal. When it's because he's been feeding you the life of the Spirit through the fruit of the Spirit. Huh? When you're disturbed, he feeds you peace. When you think like you're going to blow up at somebody, the fruit of self-control will come in and mellow you out. You'll find out you don't have to say everything you thought you had to say because it's not about you. He lets you know that you are taken care of. And all of that that's going on in the outer world is not about you. You are taken care of. The Holy Spirit, I said, quickens us with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So we're quickened with eternal life. This is a life that cannot be extinguished. It lives forever. It may be interrupted by your departure from this earth, but you live on. You got me? So you have this sense, there's a sense that that he gives you on the inside that you're really not as fragile as you may have thought you were. You kind of are indestructible. 
You know, you, you don't you don't break so easily, you don't bend so easily, things don't bother you so quickly. <clears throat> Many times people when they're uh threatening with illness or life threatening illnesses, you know, they'll make statements like, Well, if I go home to be with the Lord, I've made it on in. You know, people say, ah, How can you talk like that? It's the truth. Huh? When you get tired of this tent you living in, huh? Some of us got better tents than, you know, tents by Omar, tents by, you know, sheep, this and that. When you get tired and you lay that down, you still have life. So are you really worried about something down here? You really worried? Come on now. You, you can't be concerned about, oh, they say I have this. Well, what, why you go to them for advice anyway? You're supposed to talk to God about these things. They say they, and see, what happens is nervousness will make you go run and get some tests done, and then fear will bring you to the altar. Save a trip, save some money. <laughs> but I got this way about about eat my life a long time ago. You know, I scare some people. They say, well, she shouldn't talk like that. Listen, honey, this is the truth. I've been threatened to be killed so many times and I'm still here. It bugs me not at all. No. Not at all. I even got my little dentist. You know, I had to go to the dentist. That's the only thing I don't really have my faith built up for is, you know, the choppers. And so uh, I was going in there and he kept, they got this new blood pressure apparatus. And, and he had me, hey, take your blood pressure. I said, fine. And uh, it was like 180-something over. It was, I mean, it was shot up, shot up, shot up. And I was looking at that. And I... So I, I told uh, Pastor Shirley, I said, what you got over there for my... She said, I got some water pills. I said, good, we'll split them. So now we split water pills. You know, so I have Nurse Wretched take my... Well, Dr. Wretched, that's, that's Rachel. I call her Nurse Wretched because she squeezes that thing and pumps it up and she leave it there and go watch a cartoon or something. <laughs> I was like, nurse, nurse, my arm's falling off. So she, now she's, her status has increased to doctor, so I can't call her nurse no more. So anyway, she takes it for me. And so now I've got the dentist laughing at the blood pressure. He said, what's it today? And he said, ah, let's go just give you, you understand what I'm saying? You don't let these things become a threat to you because he has taken care of all of these things. You got me? He has taken care of all of these things. So, you know, we, we just have to understand that, that God has put us in a state of living so far above the natural elements of life. That they have no authority and no power over us to dictate to us how we should live. You understand what I'm saying? I was listening to some commercial. You know, and the devil come now. I'm I'm doing you know fine blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. We're 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 doing good, you know. And I got the dentist on board with thinking it's a joke, you know, if he gets a high reading and all that kind of stuff. Then I hear a commercial. If you have symptoms of, and I said, I got that. I said, if you have, I got that too. Then they said, call 911 immediately. I said, well, I never called 911, so it must not be what y'all talking about. You understand what I'm saying? These things will, will, they will not 
you have to have assurance on the inside of you that God knows your days. He knows how you're going to live out, leave out of here. I am not going on life support. I'm going on eternal life support. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all better not pour no plug on me in that kind of. Well, I heard her say, "Let's get that CD." What did she say on that tape? We get it. What she? Y'all don't even go there. I'm not even giving nobody the chance. Me and God, we've got that settled already. So, the Holy Spirit also leads and guides us. This is very important. Leads and guides you, and He guides you in the way of all truth. I mean, what what He gives you to do, and what He tells you to do, it'll work. And it'll work to affect God's will in your life. He also will rebuke and correct us. You know, he'll sit there and shake his little finger in your face a little bit. You got me? And get you straight. You know why he does that? He doesn't want you to fail. See, parents who correct their children. See, kids a lot of times don't want correction. Adults either. But, you know, it's just a human thing. They don't want to stare at you and eyeball you and make you, you know, let you know they're mad. Let you know they don't like it. Why? Because they want, they don't want rules. The Holy Spirit makes us play by the rules. And that's what people don't like. When you say you got to listen to the word day and night and focus in on it and it'll be medicine to you, people don't like that. Because they want to give it 10 minutes while they're doing their Pilates or while they're at the uh, no, no judgment, judgment-free zone, you know, looking at everything else. I was telling somebody, I said, well, they got all these TVs up there. I said, so I go to the judgment-free place and, and watch uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Don't judge me. Don't judge my television. Don't judge my, you know what I'm saying. It's, just don't judge me on none of that stuff. But, you know, we think that we can give God half part-time attention and get full-time benefits. Now, I want somebody who's married or ever been married to tell me that works. That don't even work in a bad relationship. I mean a bad girlfriend-boyfriend relationship. That don't work. And so you can't. Give full-time respect, full-time, I mean part-time attention and get full-time benefits. You can't do it. You've got to get full-time if you want full-time. So the Holy Spirit then will minister to us. He has a different ministry for us for the different seasons of our day. Did you know that? He has a morning ministry. He has a noonday ministry. He has an evening and a night ministry. And so there are different, so I found some things I thought I'd share with you about what happens at these different times of the day and where the Holy Spirit comes in to help us to accomplish what that day is set out for. The Bible says that God has caused us to rejoice and be glad in every day. So in every day, the Holy Spirit's ministry is to help you to rejoice, be glad, not sad, not disappointed. Not troubled about anything. Psalms 3 5 tells us that we are awakened because God sustained us. So his morning ministry is really an affirmation or a confirmation of what was accomplished throughout the night. That he sustained you through the night hours. Huh? 
I don't know of anybody who just wakes up on their own. God put the breath of life into us initially. You know, there Florence Griffith Joyner, Flojo, uh, died in the night because she had a seizure, they say. They don't know what happened, but she suffocated or something through the night. So she didn't get sustained through the night. So it's not a guarantee that you're going to wake up. You got me? And so you have to understand that that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to wake you up. And just as a little aside, he wants you up on time. He he didn't invent the snooze and you keep hitting that. Five more minutes. Five five more minutes. Snoozers wind up being losers. Huh? Huh? He's fighting to get you awake so you can get into that job, so you can keep that job, so you quit whining about your finances. And then we want to snooze all the time. How come you didn't go to bed earlier? Well, I, you know I had. You ain't done nothing. You sat up and watched some reruns of some nonsense. You ain't got no business watching. Huh? Or you were playing some little Nintendo or whatever people play these games. I'm not up on the games like I should be. But, it, you know, it's something, some shenanigans. And now you want snooze in the cover for it. So you won't be sleepy all day long. You get tired of being sleepy. My husband told me that. He said, nah, I can't do that. When he saw me stick a toe out from under the court cover and then an ankle. And then he said, uh-uh. He said, I ain't going along with this. He said, I doubt what you're doing. I quit doing that years ago. He said, I'm going outside and get something to pay the bills with. <laughs> so, but anyway, but his morning ministry is to wake us up. Wake us up refreshed. You can thank God when you wake up that you were kept alive. That's a good way to start your day. I woke up. And Psalm 3, 5 says, I, I both laid me down at night and got me up because the Lord sustained me. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Praise God. It's a good thing to be sustained and meet that day so that you can meet the Lord, even if if you go home to be with the Lord. It's just best to have that working with you. I remember praying that over my mother. You know, I just said, Lord, I want to know that you're taking care of her during this last time in her life. And uh, the hospital called at like 7 in the morning. And they said that they awakened her. At about 6 and the nurse came in and got her food and got her pan of water and that kind of stuff for her to wash up. And he said she turned around and she wasn't breathing anymore. And I thought, well, praise God. God, you answered that prayer. You woke her up that morning and you sustained her through the night. So it's important to see the word of God come. I don't know about y'all, but I like seeing the word of God come to pass. I like knowing that God, see the thing of it is, the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes of your life are the most important ones of your life. And anybody who wants to take that away is is worse than a criminal. You got me? And you see all these people wanting assisted suicide or whatever stupid stuff they were talking about. That robs that individual of the final ministry of the Holy Spirit in their lives. You don't know what it takes for God to prepare someone to meet him and depart this earth. So you want to make sure that God has time to do that. And we do that through intercession. We do that through prayer. We do that through allowing God to have full reign in people's lives according to his word. Genesis 28.16 tells us that Jacob awakened with the knowledge of the Lord being in the place where he was. 
And he had not known that before. And so the Holy Spirit makes known the presence of God in a person's life. Makes it known to you that God is there and he's available to you. And he does that with his morning ministry. You need to know that God is with you from the first breath that you draw in the morning when you wake up. You wake up in peace. You're not troubled. You're not worried. You're not stressed. You shouldn't be. If you've had the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you're able to lay down the burdens of the day before and not have carried them with you throughout the night. You got me? So that's the part that the Holy Spirit does for us. He wakens us up to a new mercy every day. You're aware of that? Lamentations 3.23. It says that it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. See, he's merciful and compassionate every morning. It says they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So he will faithfully wake you up every day with the knowledge that you have a new mercy in him. It's going to be a new day in him. The the troubles, what you messed up yesterday is forgotten. And God makes you know that. Because you can go through that day not afraid of what might happen because of what you did wrong or what you missed doing the day before. You don't have to be afraid of facing anybody. Of any kind of penalty coming towards you. Because you're aware of a new mercy in God. So he gives you a new start every day. If we didn't have that, it, it would life would be too depressing to live. You know, if, if your troubles followed you day and doubt, dogged you and hounded you day and day, day out, day out. Look what you did yesterday. You can't get none from God. You done blew it so bad. And, I, and listen, you can't trust yourself because look what you did. I mean, you did the best you could and you still messed up. You got me? And so God makes us aware through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that that's not true. That's been done away with. You can wake up and you can expect God to give you a new idea If you failed on something the day before, he will give you a new idea to succeed today. He'll give you a new idea for success today. So he makes us aware of the new mercy. In fact, he showers us with mercy. And we have no recollection of past wrongs hindering our walk when we start out in a new day. Psalm 5.3 says he rises us up early to pray. He expects that when we wake up, we will acknowledge God and find out what the Father has for us for this day. Begin to minister. <clears throat> there are times when I, I know I have a lot to do, and before I wake up, the Holy Spirit is already put it in order. This, 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 and this. And then when I get up, it kind of settles in. Like if I stay in bed too long, I've realized this. The, the list that he gives me, gets heavy like it, it starts to worry I said well I better get up and the minute I get up and my feet hit the floor it kind of like all falls you can do this and it falls into place so that I know I can get those things done I know I can do a good job I know I don't have to make excuses I know I don't have to tell anybody I couldn't get something done that I promised to do because he helps me to know that I can accomplish those things and I don't get overwhelmed See, at one point in my life when I was suffering for, from depression, if I thought about one thing to do, it worried me all day and all night. 
I mean, just the fact that I had to get up and, and you know, get to the bathroom or something. It was just, oh, my, you know. So I, I know that this is, is real. You see, I know that there's a difference there between the way your carnal mind will absorb these things and the way God will have you handle them by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 50, verse 4. That's a good scripture. Because you, you, sometimes people uh, feel limitations because of who they are, what they've been through. It says, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. You're an intelligent person. You're a person with knowledge. You're a person with wisdom. And people know it. Because God gives you that. See, he gives me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. Huh? You're not being misunderstood. You're not being uh, a person that's out to get somebody with your words. Because you know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. So again, it's not about you. But God gives me, I'm telling you, but if you can minister truth to other people, it does benefit you anyway. Because the word is a two-edged sword, folks. It will cut through. You on your inside and it will cut through that other individual as well. What you possess inside of you works in you. It's going to work in you anyway. And so he gives you a word in season that one to one who is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. And, and we need to claim that. We need to know that that's active because it will take a lot of fear out of you. It will take a lot of anxiety out of you. Uh, what do I do when so-and-so and such-and-such happens? Or what do I do about this? Parents, you could use this in dealing with your children. You need this a lot in dealing with kids because they're exposed to so much stuff now. There was a time when the kids were, were pretty much controlled by the family. You could control what influenced your children. You can't do that much anymore. And so you need to understand that you have a wise answer for your child. You have a wise input into their life. You can answer questions for them. And if they're ever out of your control, God will give you peace that somebody else has it and has the right answer for them. You got me? They will never go off the rails. Because God will always put them in the presence of people who have the right answers. You have to be concerned about your kids being abducted by some sweet talk by somebody and running off with them. All that foolishness that happens to children. That will happen to yours. Because you have the ear of the learned. You know what to say to that child every morning when you get up to prepare them for the day to come. Huh? You've got to understand that. So the Holy Spirit ministers to us to give us that morning by morning, every single morning. He wakes in to give you and you have the ear of the learned that you know how to listen for God's answer. You know how to listen for God's wisdom. You know how to distinguish his wisdom from that of the world and how to follow God's wisdom and God's wisdom alone. So he will do that for you. Okay, at noon the Holy Spirit has a different ministry to us. What happens at noon? Well, the sun's pretty high. We know that. So he is, in Psalms 121.5, it says, he's the shade on my right hand. In other words, this is speaking about a person who's a farmer, probably, who has a workout in the hot sun. So your right hand is what your hand of strength that you use to do everything with. And oftentimes people, their occupation was known by the, the color 
or the tanning of the skin on the right hand. And the Bible says that he's the shade on your right hand. In other words, he keeps your hand shielded from the harshness of the labor that you have to do to make a living. Your job should not stress you out. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to make that a piece of cake for you. That's what shade on your right hand means. Whatever you extend out there to face the elements and the wickedness of the world to make a buck, he protects you from the harshness of it. He protects you from the cruelty of it, the cruel reality of it. You know, sometimes there are people in in power, uh, they're crazy people. You know, they get in power and all they want to do is remind people that they can do something negative to them, you know. And God will take care of those people for you. You shouldn't be have to go to a job every day and be fearful about, you know, putting a paper clip in the wrong place on the desk because somebody's going to fire you for that. You, you, He protects you. He's the shade on your right hand. You know, you could have, I've had bosses with quirks and little things, and we all have them. When you get an authority, you'll have certain things that you're just particular about. But that shouldn't bug that person that they can't perform them, and you shouldn't want to just discard people because they don't come up to your standards. And so God knows that, and so he will make people treat you with fairness. You'll be treated with respect with dignity and honor if you will carry yourself in such a way where the Holy Spirit can help you to perform what you need to do. Don't get so nervous that you drop everything and you that's just wrong. You know, you you need to go back and pray a little bit more. If you can't do any better than to come to the work a bundle of nerves. But you can and you can have have strength for the rest of the day when you leave that job. You know, you shouldn't be wrung out and worn out and crazy. Yeah, my husband worked a fairly stressful job. He was a manager. He always he liked bossing people around. You ever known people like that? I mean, if 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 they're in a group of people, it's ten people there, they're always the one to volunteer for everything. That's the boss. See, they're the ones who can make a decision real quick. You have ten people, and they'll say, "Well, we need somebody to volunteer to be in charge." And they'll say, "Well, you know, I don't." Well, he done jumped up already. He got, you know, the tablet in the hand and everything because that's just who he is, you know, or was. And so he he had jobs that demanded that he work with people on his own level. He worked with people, subordinates, and he worked with higher-ups. And he had to give an answer to everybody. But he told me something one time, and I never forgot it. He said, you know what? He said, I had a pretty rough day. He said, but when I come home. He said, it's all over. He said, I'm, he said, I come to new life when I come in here. You got me? And that's the evening ministry of the Holy Spirit. See? To wipe the day away. There's a lot of stuff you gotta do in the evening. Evening time for most people who have families is generally family time. That's a time you interact with your children, you interact with your spouse. There's dinner. I'll say to eat. I ain't going to say to prepare because I want to fight with y'all about who cooks and who don't cook. I don't even want to go through that. makes me mad to even think that women would brag about not cooking. I think it's a sin. It's offensive to me. You eat, you ought to be able to cook. Well, two people agree with me. Well, that's enough. That's enough. 
You understand what I'm saying? That's nothing to be uh, to be proud of. See, and because you refuse to do it, doesn't make you important. See, that's why people who know that they're important through the Holy Spirit can do anything. They don't care what they're called on to do. It doesn't elevate me or diminish me to have to serve anybody because I know who I am. He's made me know who I am. Got me? I was looking, you know, sometimes you look around at people and and you see how unhealthy people are. How unhealthy they eat and how bad their manners are. You know, we were at, you know, the restaurant yesterday. And you can't help but notice sometimes there's like a whole table of people and they're reaching over everything and the kids are shoveling it in. And I mean, just, and you just want to go and take the table and go, boom, and throw it up and just, Get rid of it all and let's start all over again. Let's start by knowing, number one, what the table is for. And that food is more than just something for your belly. It's a time of fellowship one with another. You got me? Then I was thinking, I said, well, they probably don't even know each other. Baby daddy syndrome. He don't live with her. She don't live with him. He don't know the kids. And So I just went to sleep. But (laughs) You know, they make your head swim what people call life anymore but the Holy Spirit is the one who can manage your evening time the evening time is generally your family time Mm -hmm. Psalm 104 23 man goes forth to work until evening let me find that psalm so I can read it for you Man goes forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. Goes forth and works unto the evening. At evening you should stop. Huh? Now I know there are some jobs that, you know, people have to be flexible, you know, and sometimes in the daytime you don't have a lot, but you have evening appointments or evening things to do. But typically, evening is a time, and, and most people will, will start to, manage their work in a way that they can have evenings free and that's not there because we just like the nightlife <laughs> we like the boogie but it's because their evening time is a time that the um the person is to be settling into a lifestyle a family lifestyle of rest so in the evening you're to rest from your day labors in the evening uh in a city it, the gates were shut in the evening, which means that there should be a security and a peace that comes to you in the evening time. Once you walk into your home and you close that door, you shut out all the distractions, the hustle and bustle, the problems, everything else that you had during the day. God orders our footsteps. When darkness descends, he is our light. There were sacrifices made in the evening as well in the nation of Israel because they wanted God's protection in the evening and the night hours. Why? Because because it's a time of peace, oftentimes darkness begins to get stirred up in the evenings. So in the evening, it's good to thank God for having a good day. And he's able then to help you to get your evening things established. 
He's the spirit of peace and harmony, so he brings your family together in peace and in love. During that time, people should feel accepted and affirmed through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So when you sit around, say for instance, at the dinner table, that's the time when the family gets together and they can talk about what went on during the day with the children. Parents can listen. Everybody should have a peacefulness about them. And that should be a gathering time and a gathering place for nothing but peace. Sometimes instruction can be given at the dinner table. A father can and mother can share wisdom with the children, reassure them about, you know, things will be better tomorrow kind of thing. You know, sometimes kids, well, somebody pushed me down the playground and that kind of stuff. They have things they want to report to you. And so the Holy Spirit helps you to be a patient parent to listen and hear them out and to give them an answer that's wise. See? These are times when plans are made. There are times when the activities of the day wind down and you can start to prepare for the next day. That's where the family begins to come together, where they really can share, share ideas, bring understanding. Parents can also find out uh, and, and understand when there's trouble coming. You know, in very subtle ways. You know, if your kid says, well, uh, did you know my friend so-and-so and such-and-such? And your ears shoot up because here's a new friend introduced into your child's life. And as a Christian parent, you want to make sure that that kid is suitable company for your child and not going to lead them in the wrong direction. So these things are very important. Amen. It's very important. Traditions are established. During this time, it's a time of relaxation where your mind is free to explore ideas and to share them with the family. He also will lead us to do significant things, to make our plans and complete them. We can set schedules for the next day. You know, if the parents, you know, can ask the child, well, you know, your school said we have to do this tomorrow and that tomorrow. Is that still what they expect and those kinds of things? So you need that time. You need that evening time and you need the Holy Spirit to direct that time. So that is a time for families to come together, traditions to be made, kids to be affirmed, to be strengthened. Uh, not just for correcting and scolding them all the time, but you can can encourage them. You know what it means to be affirmed? It just means that whatever good feeling that child has about himself is reinforced. See, it's not taken away, but it's reinforced during that family time. And it's very good to reassure your children during that time that they are of value. See, this is very important. You know, I know some kids like to get attention. If you say no elbows on the table, they keep putting them up there. But then there's a time to move past that and get to what's really important here. And that is that, that their, their understanding of who they are is established as good kids, good people, worthwhile, uh, worthy of things. They can accomplish things. They know that they can do these things. You know, the schoolwork shouldn't be too much of a challenge. And you can make solutions about that, you know, during the, the evening time. It's also a time of recreation if the family so decides to do that. There may be seasons where you have more time for recreation, like in the summertime when the children aren't in school. You can plan big things there. But then there's a time when families can get overloaded with, you know, you you can't do have your kids involved in every activity you see on TV. huh? 
Because you turn on one program and they do this. You turn on another program, they do that. You can't do them all. So you have to decide what and decide why you're involved in those activities. Is it so that the whole family can interact? You need to you know, make priority things of that nature. Or if your child has a specific skill, you need to plan activities to make that skill more prominent and they can be proud of their accomplishments and so forth and so on. And so these things the Holy Spirit ministers during the evening. It's very important to take advantage of that and he will bring these things up as families interact with one another. The last one we're going to go is the night ministry of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 91.5 tells us that there is a terror that comes by night. The freaks come out at night. huh? <laughs> Crazy people come out. Robbers come out at night. When it's dark, you don't, when it, when in daytime, if you're alone in your house in the daytime, there's all kinds of noises, you know, this is clicking, that's going off, but you get in there by yourself when it's dark. And see if you don't respond differently. <laughs> it's a terror by night. Amen. That's, that's in Psalm 91.5. And he tells us we shall not be afraid of that. If you hear a clicking at your front door, clicking at the window, don't get scared. Huh? Get Roscoe, but don't get scared. Or whoever else you got. Carreza or somebody. Don't get scared. Huh? <laughs> but, but you don't have to be afraid. And the Bible also says you shall not be afraid of evil tidings. You don't, don't be afraid of bad news. You know, I know sometimes that we've had people in my family off and on that had been not well. And, you know, my heart would start to race when the phone would ring. And I stopped that because the Bible says you shall not be afraid of evil tidings. And my heart is fixed, trusting in God. Why are you not afraid? You trust God. It's going to happen eventually one way or the other bad news, but you don't have to go to pieces over it. Because if you trust God, he has the answer already. And if the answer is still bad news, he'll help you survive it. You won't die too. You got me? And so we have to be concerned with the ministry of the Holy Spirit at night because he has a definite ministry to keep us through the night so that we can say we woke up the next morning. In Jeremiah 31, in verse, I think, 26, Six, he said, upon this I awakened and beheld, and my sleep was sweet to me. You ever wake up in the morning with this fear and dread, and you say, what, what did I dream about? What did I think about, huh? That's not God. See, the Bible says here, he beheld. When he woke up, he realized that he had a good night's sleep. He said, I recognized my sleep was sweet to me. You know how that happened? The Holy Spirit ministered to him in the night hours. There is a night ministry of the Holy Spirit that is totally his show. You have no, you don't have to pray, you don't have to ask, you don't have to confess the word 50 times or you know try to get really in faith and get some agreement and call pastor so I can pray so I can sleep tonight. You don't have to do that. He has a ministry totally of his own. That will keep you in a per place of perfect peace. 
your sleep will be sweet. And you will know that in the morning because you will have evidence of it. You will know it. You'll have it, have it by knowledge. Sometimes we can have restless sleep. We can have troubled sleep. We can have interrupted sleep. There's all kinds of sleep you can, it can be sorrowful or disturbed. It can be tortured by spirits that cause us unrest. And the Holy Spirit protects you from all of those by the ministry in your spirit of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of God's Spirit draws good things to you. The Spirit of righteousness, the fruit of righteousness draws good things to you. Your mind will be calm and peaceful. You'll understand God and you'll understand what God wants for, for us. God has to sustain us through the night. He watches over us. The Holy Spirit will speak to you in the night. He will speak to your spirit. He doesn't have to wake you up to talk to you. But he can speak to your spirit and he can prepare your spirit for the next day. Now I've had that happen. There have been times when I would turn over in the middle of the night and awake and I would hear a conversation going on on the inside of me. And I was distinctly aware that the Spirit of God was talking to my spirit. How do you think preachers get up and preach? You don't do this by memory and you can't do it by winging it. Sometimes you make notes, but the notes will go only so far. You got me? And so we have to be aware that the Holy Spirit has a way of economizing your time. If you're busy in the daytime and he knows you're busy and you've done the best you can, he still has to prepare you for things that are to come. And so he can speak to you in your inner man. He can talk to you these things. He can reassure you of certain things. But he can also inform you of things. When you get up and you're prepared and you have peace about what you're doing. He has already pre-prepared your spirit that you're going to meet those things that day. You, you don't just get, get it all in one blast. He's already walked your spirit man through that next day's activities. See, that's how you can wake up the next morning with a list of things to do and they fall in line in order because he's already prepared us through the, through the night hours. So these ministries are very important, folks. You need to know that, that you, there's more to you than what you know. See, there's more to you than what, what ministers that, that minister to you know. There's more to you than what you're, you see evident in you right now. You have great potential, a lot more capability because of the Holy Spirit that's resident within you and He knows how to, how to get things through to you and how to help you with things. He really does. Ms. Pat, why don't you stand up for a minute? Thank you, Jesus. Well, Lord, we just thank you for her. And, Lord, I just thank you. Now, the Lord wants you to know something. He says that he sees your heart and he knows what you've been uh, uh, concerned about. Uh, but he says he's got plans for you that you don't even know he's ever made for you. And he said, I know you're a planner and I've called you as a planner. I know you have good thoughts, you have good ideas, you have good abilities because I've given them to you. But he says that there are going to come things in your life in the future that are going to bless you beyond measure. Beyond measure. And he says, you won't have to put in as much effort as you think you do right now. But he says, I'll bring these things to you. I'll bring these ideas to you. I'll bring help to accomplish them. I'll do everything. Because I see your heart and I know what you want to do. You want to serve me and you've been faithful with what I've given you thus far. And he says, surely I will reward, surely daughter, I will, don't ever doubt it. 
I'll reward you, daughter, says the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So what he's saying is no fear. No fear. I'm here. And I'm near. And I'm here to help you. And not not only help you. He said, but I'm going to show you what I'll do for you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, God wants us to be peaceful about everything. There's so much more that He has for us. You don't. You don't. You don't even have ten percent of the picture. Most of us. You understand what I'm saying? It's we're like icebergs. There's we're just the tip of it. What you see is the tip. There's so much more underneath the surface, and He'll bring it up at the right time because He wants us to be successful people. Amen. Praise God. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and for understanding that comes with your word. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to know you in a great way, in a real way. Holy Spirit, you are the one who helps us in all matters, in all things. And we thank you for that. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. If anybody wants prayer, I'll pray for you. Praise God.